everybody. Welcome to the Food Rebel Eats podcast. I'm Jody, and I'm here to teach you the truth about food. Understanding how my body works, how food works, and how we actually have all the power to create the health and the bodies that we want has changed my life. So I'm here to make this so simple, so clear, and to help you have complete certainty that you can have the healthy body that you deserve. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Food Rebel Eats podcast. Today I am so excited, you don't even know how excited I am to talk to you about this one food group that if you were to actually see it for what it really is, you would be like, oh my gosh, how could I consume this and run away as fast as you can and your body will be instantly healthier and so happy that you changed just this one thing that is so, so simple, which I will give you tips for doing at the end um, or just after I tell you the, the things that you really need to know. Okay, now this is probably going to be the first in a series of episodes that I do to really blast open this idea um, of us talking about the truth about food. And when I say the truth about food, I mean the truth about how amazing real foods are and how they are massive tools in uh, in our ability to heal ourselves or in our body's ability to heal itself. And I'm also referring to how there's a lot of things in our um, food system and in the market that are just not food, that were never meant to be food, weren't supposed to be food. And basically, people are paying a lot and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money for you to think that you need to consume these things that they are telling you are food, when in fact, they are not human food. Okay, so you may have a hint to what I'm talking about, but the first thing that I would encourage any of you guys to do or to change with your diet, if you haven't already, if you are really curious about what it means to eat plant-based or to eat whole foods, or maybe you just like really want to get healthier and feel better or create some kind of um, specific change in your body, the thing that I would always encourage people to eliminate first is dairy. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So as I mentioned, um, it always helps to know a little bit of history when we are talking about the food system and the government and specifically these food groups that have um, a lot of industry funding. And so I'm going to share a little bit of information that I found related to um, related to the Dairy Association and the massive amount of money that's being poured into it. So let's just jump right in okay so um this information by the way is on the website switch for good using four as like the number four if you are looking for more references it's switchforgood.org and um, they have a lot of information on this website and they're very pro ditching the dairy as am i so 
Here's some stuff that we really want to know. Okay. Um, the USDA allocated $120 million to purchase excess dairy during the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. This amount more than doubled the funds dedicated to any other agricultural product. The dairy industry has relied on government bailouts for nearly a century. Following World War I, a milk surplus hit dairy farmers hard. Throughout the 1930s, dairy farmers staged several strikes and unionized to demand a fair price for their milk. To appease these farmers, the government created federal programs to artificially drive demand. The first of these programs included the 1940 Federal Milk Program for schools, hello, and federally subsidized milk advertising under the Works Progress Administration. In 1946, President Truman passed the National School Lunch Act, which mandated each lunch include between one and a half to two pints of whole milk. So sidebar, this is just me speaking. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but you may need a note from a doctor just so that your child is not mandatory served a carton of dairy milk at school, which I highly recommend that you go and get and ask a chiropractor if you're a regular doctor won't do it. And your child can drink water. In fact, that's what we're meant to be drinking. Okay, I'm resuming here. In essence, since adults weren't buying milk, the government solution was to force it onto their children. To this day, children who participate in the National School Lunch Program, which offers free or low-cost lunches to students of low-income families, are required to take a carton of dairy milk. Oh, there you go. See? It is true. Um, again, in the 1970s, the government used taxpayer funds to purchase excess milk outright. In 1977, President Jimmy Carter allowed $2 billion federal dollars to be funneled into the dairy industry over the course of four years. This soon-to-rot milk was homogenized into government cheese and held in vast underground storage units across 35 states. Not only was this a waste, it was also expensive. In 1982, a New York Times reporter stated that the federal government would spend 40 to $50 million transporting the surplus dairy and another 40 to $50 million to store it. By this time, the government was spending $2 billion in taxpayer dollars annually to purchase, transport, and store excess milk. Holy crap. I hope that you are a little bit shocked by that. Do you guys see billions of dollars? That's not even the whole story. That's just this, a few instances that we're speaking over here are being paid to revive dairy farmers, to uh, create a demand for the product when nobody was using it. And I want you to really uh, notice, become aware of how this is happening to children specifically. Um, a lot of food industry targets them on purpose from a very, very early age because they know that the ingredients in their products will be addicting and also that children just are um, you know, we're, they're creating their realities. They're taking in everything through the subconscious without context. And so if you just start kids off when they're little doing things, they're just going to expect it to be that way. They're going to think that it's familiar. They're going to think it's the way that it is when really it's just the powers that be. Okay. So we need to wake up and take our own power back. Um, all right, then let's see here a little bit more about this. It says, uh, USDA provided $2.9 billion in direct payments to dairy farmers under Coronavirus Food Assistance Program of 2020. 
And this is in addition to the 120 million spent to purchase excess milk that same year. So um, one more thing I'll share, because I don't need to just rattle off numbers at you, but there are plenty to look at. Um, but there's a lot of, of the federal government has these subsidy programs to support the dairy industry and they're using taxpayer funds to subsidize dairy farmers and um it is just it's expensive and in 2018 42 percent of the dairy industry's revenue came from government support and that's quite a large chunk of you think about it okay um now just beyond that i i mean that's a lot of money right and I want you guys to also just kind of think about the health of the United States overall. We are not a healthy country. We, we have so many preventable diseases in our population. And it, like I said, they're preventable. And when you understand how your body works, when you understand that you have the power to create health with how you take care of yourself, with the foods that you feed into your body, when you understand your body runs off certain information from food and it doesn't run off other things that aren't food and that were never meant to be, they were never meant to be sources of fuel for our bodies then you will see that there's a lot of push to get you to consume these things and to think it's very normal to consume these things and also to almost be afraid to not consume these things when um, you start to look at, wow, I don't feel good and I want to get healthy and you might stumble across YouTube or me or any number of people that tout the benefits of a plant-based diet and you start to question what just is kind of normal and familiar and um yeah it's they want you to think that it's a good idea to consume dairy and one of the biggest things that that will come up if you say well i'm not going to consume dairy is well what about calcium and what am i going to do about calcium and don't i need to consume a lot of um, milk to be able to get enough calcium and let me tell you about this very thing, okay? Because I'm so excited. Um, so when you think of getting calcium, usually it's related to milk, right? Or milk products. And where do those come from? Well, those come from cows. And I am very aware of this, you guys. So my uh, both sets of grandparents were farmers and one of my grandfathers and, and I guess grandmother, she didn't necessarily like go out into the barn as much, but um, they were milk farmers and they had a milk house and I can still smell the smell of this milk house. It was very strong and it was linked to the barn. It was linked to the cows, my sister. And then when my other sister was born and my cousins, we would go up into the barn. We'd see the cows. They were all hooked up to the milk machines. Sometimes we would walk in front of them and um, there was a hay mow that we like to climb up to see like sometimes baby kitties were in there and the cows would like sometimes bite at our sweatshirts and one time they got my sister's hoodie not mine but oh my gosh it was freaky so anyways I just wanted to let you know like it was very uh normal part of my childhood growing up to see 
milk straight from the cow. In fact, uh, we were just coming back from my grandmother just passed away last week and we were driving home from her memorial service and I was telling Heath, that's the gas station that my parents used to stop at to buy us 2% milk because when we'd go to grandma and grandpa's house, they would serve milk straight from the milk barn, like literally right from the cow. So it was unpasteurized and we we just like didn't like it. Somehow we did like 2% milk. And so I grew up drinking milk and I actually didn't stop consuming milk or dairy in total until it had to be... Hmm. probably 2009 I'm guessing because it was after Heath and I were married and we were starting to try to have a baby and running into issues of course early on which you guys probably know from my story but my acupuncturist was the one that was like dude you've got to stop drinking dairy or eating dairy consuming dairy that was like the very 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 first thing um and I was like I said at the time I was a dietitian, but I didn't know and um, there's a lot of connections with the uh, nutrition industry and again, funding, which we can talk about later or maybe another time. Okay. So anyhow, calcium, you may believe comes from milk or cows or products from cows, right? When actually that's not true. Um, Calcium actually comes from the soil. It's a basic mineral element that's neither created nor destroyed. So plants absorb calcium and other minerals from the soil through their roots. And then as the plant grows, the calcium is built into the root and then it goes to the stem, to the fruit or the vegetable. And the, the calcium gets into the cow from the grass that the cow consumes, not from the cow itself. So... That right there sort of defeats the purpose of the whole idea of the Got Milk campaign, right? Like making us believe that we're going to have brittle bones if we don't drink our milk when actually it's the plants that are the the true source of calcium and have been all along. They're the source of calcium and minerals um, that build strong bones for the cows and for us and even... um, the biggest animals like horses and hippopotamuses, which each, which do not consume any animal or dairy foods at all. Okay. So where do we get our plant-based sources of calcium from? Well, it's from fruits, vegetables, kale, collards, um, even nuts and seeds, but like really it's just from the plants and all of our plants are going to be grown through the soil. And so we really want to remember that and just breathe, take away that fear that you are going to like have some kind of major health problem. Um, if you don't consume dairy, like that's just a fear tactic. Okay, you guys. So again, if, if there's a lot of money going towards pushing certain food groups on you, me, us, then we should always question that because real foods like plants, do you ever see commercials for those? I mean, I I said, I always joke that I'm going to buy a segment of the Super Bowl. You know, they're 
commercials halftime show. Maybe we'll get a GoFundMe account and I will do a commercial during the Super Bowl that tells the truth about food. Like, oh my God, guess what? You're supposed to eat plants, nothing else. Okay, bye. So anyway, that's the truth. Um, but but think about that. If there's a lot of money being pushed behind a certain product and it doesn't even feel right and it doesn't even really make sense, then yeah, maybe we should question it, which we're doing. Okay, so three organ systems very efficiently and precisely regulate the body's calcium balance. It's your GI tract, your bones, and your kidneys. So if you have too much calcium, then the cells of your intestine will kind of block it, and then your kidneys will help to eliminate the excess. Um, You don't want excess calcium because it could build up in your heart and your muscles and then even your kidneys leading to heart and kidney failure and even death. Um, So it's very well regulated is the point. And I read a book. This one is called The Starch Solution by Dr. John McDougall. And he says disease due to calcium deficiency is essentially unknown in humans on natural diets, okay? So now there's one other thing that I want you guys to be aware of that is a like negative side effect of consuming dairy, which is acids. So not only is dairy non-essential. In fact, only baby cows only consume it from their mothers for about six months of their life. Um, and just like babies are breastfed sometimes when, when it works for women, um, for a period of time at the beginning, they don't continue to do that forever and ever because that's not the way that it was intended to be. We're, we're intended to expand our diet and move on to other things. And so, um, we want to think about that as well. But when we're thinking about dairy, you have to see like animal products are high in protein and fat. And if you guys have listened to any of my stuff or on my YouTube channel, all I say over and over is that what we want to do for our body to be the healthiest is to create an easy time for it. So what do I mean by that? I mean that we want it to be able to have an easy digestive process Um, and proteins and fats are harder for the body to break down. They require different enzymes and carbohydrates are simpler and easier and break down faster than the other two. And so when you see that like the food that you take in over and over and over is going to draw energy from your digestive process, meaning you have to do it every day. So if you continue to take in denser, heavier foods like proteins and fats from animals, then it's just harder. It's like a, it sort of like wears the the systems down slowly, and so just make a note of it, right? And heavy foods, heavy in protein and fat, again, are harder on our liver, which has thousands of jobs to do, and is our number one, you know, channel of elimination. Which like health comes from healthy elimination. So just think about that for a second, okay? So we've got high fat and protein from dairy, and we also have these acids. So you may or may not have heard that health is grown or healthy bodies are have a, an alkaline environment, whereas disease grows in an acidic environment, okay? And we're talking about like pH levels here. And I don't know if you've ever seen those food charts with different pH 
numbers and the scale on them. I'll see if I can link one. I found one on the internet one time that I've always kept a PDF. Um, I'll try to put that in the notes for this episode that you guys can just click and download. But it will show you very, very clearly the foods that are high alkaline foods and then all the way down to what foods are highly acidic. And if you just looked at this chart, if you had no health coach, no book, nothing else, you just mostly, mostly focused on consuming foods that were alkaline, you would be doing great, okay? And what you would see is that you would be consuming a plant-based diet. You would be crowding out anything acidic with foods that are higher pH, that are alkaline, that is more of a natural fit for health and where the body wants to land in terms of a pH level. So, um, vegetables, dark leafy greens are very, very alkaline. They're probably the top of the chart. And then we've got all of our other vegetables and our fruits. And then it will come down a little bit more into like grains, legumes, nuts, seeds. And then at the bottom, very acidic are dairy products, animal proteins, and then super acidic foods are sodas, diet sodas, sugar, coffee, um, and things like that. Energy drinks like Monster, Red Bull, uh, yuck. Okay. So we also have to see that when we consume dairy, we are consuming high acid foods. Okay. So here's just, I'll give you, let's see, I have a chart right here. Um, And by the way, osteoporosis is caused by mostly foods that are high in protein and dietary acids. So that would include meat, poultry, fish, seafood, and hard cheeses. So the top of the list when it comes to dairy is cheddar cheese, which is um, an acid load of 10. And then spinach is negative 56. So that gives you kind of a range of how extremely different they are. So... Yeah. So what I'm trying to get you to see is that there's a lot of money in the dairy industry that is putting it into everyday life places, especially in the school system. So if you can make your kids lunches, if you can at least swap things out or you can get them to not order milk and just bring a water bottle to school, then you will be saving them so much work on their gut, on their liver, on their acid load in their body, and just things that, that it's, it's a food group that isn't a food for us humans. It just isn't, okay? So one of the, the biggest ways you can positively impact your, your health, your body, by not even necessarily doing anything is simply by omitting dairy in every single way. So that means ice cream, cottage cheese, cheese, milk, um, sour cream, butter, all of it, okay? Now, your body will be like, oh my God, thank you so much. I love you back, okay? And if you still like those products, don't worry because there's options. There are so many options and there are amazing food companies now that are completely plant-based that are here to fill in the gap and to fill in the need for people 
to like maybe transition into more of a whole foods plant-based diet where you still might want some of these things or maybe you like to cook and have like culinary taste like me if you want to still use cheese you can do vegan feta or vegan parm or um, plant-based milks right and you know there's something going on here when the dairy association and the milk association are fighting the plant-based food companies to coin the term or the spelling of the word milk, M-I-L-K. Did you guys know there's a little bit of a battle that has happened where they don't want plant milks to be able to spell their products M-I-L-K. They're like taking the ownership of the word milk, which is totally fine. Take your letter I back. We don't care. We're going to spell milk M-Y-L-K and we're going to have low acid, high alkaline, whole foods, plant-based ingredients into our blood and we're going to be really happy about it. So look for um, an unsweetened non-dairy milk. It could be almond. It could be flax. It could be oat milk, um, cashew, hemp, so many, right, you guys? Um, so there's options, right? There's vegan dairy products, which just means no animal products, which means it's dairy-free. So if you see something that's vegan and it's like a dairy product, that means it's dairy-free. And it also means there's no eggs, right? Which is good. So if you just omit that and look for better options to swap, then you'll be doing your body massive, massive good, okay? I just want you to know that. And it's not necessarily hard work to do this. Um, and always check your mindset. If you're like, oh my God, I have to give up cheese. I'm like, yeah, but doesn't it make you bloated and hurt your stomach? And like, have you ever gone a period of time without it and really given it a chance to like let your body feel the difference and just try these other things and I promise you'll like them. You just have to give them a chance, okay? So um, I think that's what I'll wrap with today. And if you guys are interested, I have a swap it to drop it guide, which goes over not just dairy, but every... Every food and food group and condiments and snacks and so on that you may be buying without awareness of ingredients, I have created videos and photos and templates and um, short trainings to, to help you like go through any part of your kitchen, freezer, pantry and make healthy plant-based swaps. So um, you're not going to feel like you're missing out. You don't have to start cooking everything from scratch. You can still get short um shortcuts that are going to be pure good ingredients for you and i'll put the link for that below i think i have it bundled with my whole foods grocery grocery store tour which even if you don't have a whole foods you can apply to any grocery store that has like you know a lot of produce that was my intention anyway um so you can get those two things as a bundle and you'll know what to look for in the stores because the other thing I'll say is just because something is um, dairy-free, it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy because we do want to be aware of soy, which I'll do a separate episode about, okay? So all of the products in my Swap It to Drop It guide are free of all the ingredients that I would encourage you to avoid. But today we're talking about dairy, so anything you can do to reduce or eliminate it, it's going to be a positive, positive um, impact on your body, 1,000%, it is certain, Okay. Um, and it will help your skin clear up, your stomach feel better, and every single process to be run with more ease in your system. Okay, so check that link out below, you guys. If you like this episode, please 
Give me a rating, a comment, screenshot it, and share it on your Instagram stories. I would love to see more people understanding this information. And if you're looking for personal one-to-one support, you can check out my private coaching options below. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time.